Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dishy Ultic Revision Thursday Night Hangout. Thursday night here in Atlanta, or somewhere in a house in Atlanta. Or on your computer screen, or your TV, or your tablet, or some kind of multimedia device. Well, I'm saying Charlie and I are both from the Atlanta of a physical proximity in relation to where we're sitting with our computers. Aha! Well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific cover himself, Zelius. Uh, this is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a, sh a weekly live show where we try our best to cover the topics that are most important to you uh, during the show. If uh, you haven't submitted a topic or a question, or you just want to add your opinion into any of the conversations, please do so by dropping it into the chat. Uh, anything that hits the chat that's relevant to the topic, we will uh, basically uh, read live on air uh, so that when we do make the podcast version of it, people know it was you who made that amazing point. So what if I add a non-relevant point? Well, that's just Zelius for you. I mean, isn't that part of the allure of the show is people can add whatever comments they desire in their heart? Fine. If it gets read, it's amazing. How about there that? you go. There you go, Zelius. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to enter the wonderful, easy-to-navigate world of social media and its influence on society. No. So, so here's the deal. Um, yet another big-name... Um, I guess, uh, a retired athlete uh, got fired from his job because he decided to do an Instagram live video while in a strip club. Nice. That's the perfect place to do it. That's where I prefer. And then I post it to my school account also at the same time. Yes. So here's here's the deal. Here's 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 kind of the, the question that I was asked, and I'm going to try my best to kind of paraphrase this for you since it was kind of like a very... Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to make fun of the person, but it was a very long winded question. So okay. here's the deal. Uh, as you might have noticed, uh, as we get more and more into this wonderful world that is social media, which is all around us and people are, uh, people and employees and friends and family and enemies are all basically scouring the internet to find your weakest moment in your life or the one moment that you messed up that they can basically rick you over the coals or you've done something stupid and it will cause you to lose your job. So the question is, Mr. Zelius, first of all, how far back can, do you think is relevant to an individual that is now famous in the past? They, they, ra they rose to fame in the past year. Oh, so we're given the caveat that they're a famous person. Yes, they are famous. Oh, that's actually a good question. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, we've seen cases like who's the director of um, Guardians of the Galaxy? Tim Gunn. Thank you. Where he had posts from many years bygone where he posted some very, you know, well, probably consider stupid things yep. um, that he was basically kind of fired and rehired for. And those I would definitely put in the category of the past. Also, in conjunction with how his co-workers talked about him. Mm -hmm. We're like, this is not the guy we know. Like, you know, it was a situation where people say stupid things online. But first we know that is not representative. Um, and I think, you know, who, what your character is makes a difference. Um, I mean, I know I'm not famous, 
But in what? Celius is not famous. Stop the presses. Whoa, whoa. My school, whoa. you know, I have to keep in mind, mm-hmm. you know, the reality is that I have to keep in mind what I post in social media. True. Um, and, you know, there's not, they're actually, I'd say a lot of companies don't necessarily have a social media. You can't post this and you can't post that explicitly. There might be generic things, but you can read between the lines and it becomes pretty obvious of like, okay, there's certain things I probably should not post um with what you're alluding to with what this story is originally about i should probably not be at the strip joint posting that on my social media it would probably be grounds for termination um that's kind of a no-brainer well, in the I, case that for my job yeah. in the case for this person i think it's absolutely stupid um honestly that let, let me just of- add this part uh the gentleman did work for espn which is owned by walt disney yeah um I, I think it's dumb. I mean, you have a company whose movies were basically filmed in slave labor camps where genocide is taking place in China. And, but apparently, this is where they draw the line um, in strip clubs. Well, because you're, you're, you're ruining the public image. But here's, here's, here's the deal. So what's been happening a lot is that um, you have a lot of dirt getting uncovered uh, from, uh, from famous people or uh, – uh, influencers, if you want to go that route, because I know some people are like, well, is he famous? But he just influences a brand. Fine. Influencer, whatever. Um, where information is coming out that that has had, oh my God, your cat just flew across the room. Um, <laughs> where, where you know, it's had some sort of effect. Now, with with uh, the, the director from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, it was something that was, I think, like like over a decade old that he yeah, had done. And, and it wasn't something that he had repeated. Now, of course, uh, for those out there uh, who may have been paying attention, maybe you haven't, uh, one of the beloved geek directors out there has gone under some serious fire for his attitude towards females on the mm. sets. And that, of course, is the one and only Joss Whedon. I have a totally different opinion about that one, though. Oh, well, Zelius, speak your opinion. Well, it kind of goes two ways. So the thing with the ESPN guy... First off, there's nothing illegal about what he did. And it's basically ESPN saying sex work is bad. It's really what it comes down to. No, uh, no. So, so okay, let me let me step back here. First of all, uh-huh. it, it's, it's on private property. Therefore, you can't broadcast it. Two, uh, you're utilizing your, um, your verified account, which is attached to ESPN. Three. Well, that part was not smart, I'll grant you. Three, they were not following protocol when it comes to Corona. Um, and four, um, uh, uh, it's the, you know, you can't, sh- you can't show uh, lewd or inappropriate, pi- inappropriate videos or, or pictures without someone's consent. So, so it's like a is- bunch of stuff. They should have actually done this in Georgia, where there's now basically no COVID policy. No, Texas. Uh, that's well, that's no, where Georgia's... you. That's that's where you. No, no. See, Kemp, Kemp, Kemp uh, lifted all restrictions. Right, but the, we we haven't seen a completely sold out ballpark yet. Texas has had the Rangers have had several. Anyway, so going back to what you're saying about Josh Whedon, yep, um, that is a different story to me where it looks like there is a very much a 
trend in history mm-hmm. um, of his actions of particularly younger females of being in very uncomfortable positions to the point where cast members knew not to leave other young female cast members alone with them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, the troublesome part to me also is it further solidifies the Taji underground that is Hollywood. That something like that, you know, it, if that was a case of that happening, you know, it's not the first time. Right. Um, and nobody before this is really said, at least publicly, has said anything. And it's very much the case. Um, who was it? Rome Polinsky? Am I thinking of the right guy? It, that's that guy is the uh, the the uh, pedophile. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he obviously went decades doing this. Yeah, and and he's reality, hiding. He's still in. Is he still alive? Is he still hiding in some European? I think uh, he's hiding in France. Huh? Isn't he like hiding in France or something? I think so. There is some European country, so he can't get uh, put on trial. But I mean, there's people's careers who are ruined over trying to say, raise a voice against him. Especially uh, if you're a female. Yes, absolutely. If you're a female. And so this is just a continued um, pattern mm-hmm. of basically that environment. Um, and the problem is you don't really have a whole lot of recourse. I mean, you have to be, you know, basically in the good graces of the directors mm-hmm. or the casting agent or whoever to get those jobs. And if you piss them off, you can very easily be blackballed unless you have enough clout, which most people don't. Yeah. No, it, it all it takes is one big powered name to say uh, you're too much of a handful or, uh, you know, some, something bad about you. And then you're, you're not removed. a team player. Oh, God, that stupid line. Not yeah. willing to take one for the team. Yeah. Okay. That's a I've heard one. Yeah. So okay. So one of the other reasons why this topic was brought up is that, um, especially when it comes to uh, internet personalities, in, individuals that that stream, like on YouTube or on Twitch or whatever streaming platform you, it's basically YouTube or Twitch. But um, mixer, no blender, oh. You uh, stream, oh, just a TV. Damn it! Um, what is it that still exists? No, there's still one that still exists. Um, Periscope. No, there's still one that still is pretty, like for paid accounts. Um, it's been uh, around for Vizio. Uh, uh, no, what the hell is it called? Vimeo. No. Yes, Vimeo. Vimeo. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, still around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was, gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, uh, uh, fans only. Oh gosh. But anyways, no. So, so here's the deal. Um, there, as of course we've talked several times, there's this like ever evolving kind of, uh, unwritten laws, uh, to, for, um, I guess etiquette and behavior and whatnot as a recognized partner affiliate of whatever stream platform you're on. You know, the, the famous one that no one knows what the hell happened, of course, was uh, uh, Dr. Disrespect. Uh, or is it Mr. Disrespect? Dr. Disrespect, right? I'm like, I'm, all of a sudden, I just I went. Dr. Yeah. I keep on thinking it's Sir Mix-a-Lot because it's one of those weird yeah. names. I know it's not him, obviously. Yeah, no, no. Like, so you have name? that. Uh, then, of course, you have like a bunch of the, the YouTubers and all that stuff. But uh, Twitch has now uh, made it publicly known that they are... Uh, crafting a policy 
to do investigations of their social media uh, influencers, associ- uh, you know, associates, whatever, that uh, they're, they're going to do, they're going to do uh, um, investigations of those individuals outside of the Twitch platform. Oh, yay. So, so you're basically working for Twitch then so that they can ban you for what you do outside of Twitch because you're contractually obliged? Well, I think it, I think it was again, and this is the thing that, you know, that I, I will admit that I sometimes have a hard time uh, comprehending, but at the same time, I understand money is money. And Twitch is, is doing a um, CYA, which of course is cover your ass uh, move. And um, basically they've had, you know, they've had constant battles and issues with, um, with advertisers um, because their ad goes on to a channel that that's going to make money because they've got a big enough following, but it doesn't really reflect uh, the the brand or the ideas of that that item or that ad. So, um, you know, we had a budget. We we've we've seen the mountain of DMCA takedowns, and then of course um, you also have YouTube's wonderful demonetization without any reason, um, or with really shaky reasons happen. Uh, but I, it seems like investigating people outside of what they're doing, Twitch is asking for more random unknown bands, basically. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that if you're, if, if you are like, I can understand if you are, if you're an employee of ultra confusion and I want to make sure that anything that is, uh, that you're doing reflects well on Ultra Confusion. I can understand that. But the thing is, you're right. Does Twitch truly, it, are they working for Twitch? Or, well, you get down to like, it's the whole Uber lawsuit where yeah. in California, where it's, are you an independent contractor? Because that's what every company loves to use now if they can, is you're an independent contractor um, versus an employee. And it's, they try to get the benefit of both worlds where A, we're both t- using your services as an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the other hand, we can basically shoot you however we want. Right. Um, they're trying to basically get the best of every single world as an employer by treating everybody as a contract employee instead of basically actual vested employee. Uh, it sounds like Twitch is really going down that path of basically almost like the Uber route um, where they're treating I'm using employees, the term employees extremely loosely. Right, here. right. But they're uh, treating their employees basically like an independent contractor who, you know, technically, yes, I get it. Twitch can ban anybody for any reason they want. And never tell you. But I really, like, to me, that's, I don't like the idea of that at yeah. all. Where, you know, I get, you know, I work for a Christian private school. They have certain values. I get that. I signed up for it. Right. Way to go. You know, yeah. you work for, you know, you work for, you know, people work for universities and public health companies. You have a certain image you have to hold. Mm-hmm. Like that makes sense. But like, it's a little bit different to me when you're doing streaming on a Twitch service that they would now investigate, you know, what you do outside of Twitch. Ah, that seems really sketchy. What? I'm not okay. A fan of that. okay. So I, uh, first of all, um, uh, 
for those out there who may somehow not know this, uh, the vast majority of the the blanket statement that the vast majority of companies out there uh, give you uh, when it comes to social media or any any type of of like media presence, uh, be it like a you got caught on TV at a sports game or uh, you know a newspaper or radio, whatever, um, to uh, if possible, leave the name of your employer out. And also, well, leave the na- leave the exact name of your employer out. You can say, I'm in education. Um, do not wear your company stuff. Uh, can I out- wear Dragon Con stuff? Yeah, you, yeah. You can't wear your university stuff and be like, some, some, some employers are a little bit harder than others. You know, you can't do that. And then, of course, you have to, anytime that you, uh, you, you do stuff online, uh, that they, that your actions do not connect back to the company. Yeah. And I mean, I think both you and I have been pretty careful on the show of, we allude to what we do, yeah. but not explicitly being like, yes, I'm talking, you know, on behalf of my educational institute, um, cause that would be kind of dumb. St. Mary's School for the Blind, people. I like my blind video game players, though. No, so, but, but here's the thing. I the, at, at the end of the day, first of all, I don't think that Twitch, it would be damn near impossible for Twitch to actually go after every single person. I'm pretty sure there, there has to be a threshold for them to actually go after each person. Maybe maybe they get enough complaints or or is it now a new step when as soon as you make that, that affiliate or associate level that they do a background check on you? What are they going to, is it like when you go join the military and you have like the background check and you go ask your friends and yep. you know, what points are, uh, uh, you, uh, uh, ref, uh, contact references. Uh, you have to, uh, admit if you've ever, um, committed a felony or served time or had a different name. I mean, if you think about the, you know, I know I'm stereotyping with this statement, yep. but the streaming community by large is probably going to have a very, they could have a very interesting lifestyle and make interesting life choices outside of streaming. Um, it, it's just a very different group of personalities than who works with us in corporate America type of places or education. Right. Uh, it's just a different personalities. And so I think, you're going to also see, you know, certain type of behaviors that might not work at a school um, or public, you know, publicly held company. Those work for streaming. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like mm-hmm. they should be able to do that because, you know, people also tune in for the crazy stuff. Right. Um, I, I just don't get it. I mean, I get it. It's money. Advertisers. I understand why. I just still hate the idea of it. Mm. So uh, you're absolutely right. There, there are definitely, th- um, there are, there are individuals out there whose basically their persona, their their online persona is a totally different person than they are in real life. And so you know, there you've got that separation. Now, an interesting thing is happening. There, it, it's, it really depends on, I guess, like what. Uh, part of the streaming community you are, but apparently mm-hmm. there is this movement towards doing like 
uh, what do you call it? Uh, face rig, uh, stream avatars what? where you don't see the actual face. It's like an, an it's like an anime version or you know, it's, it's like that, that lawyer who accidentally got the cat face stuck on uh, zoom oh. call, where <laughs> individuals are now they're creating these personas and, and providing like a digital, uh, like video that of course syncs to your, your mouth. So you don't actually ever know what the guy, what the person looks like, uh, which, you know, it's, it's just another step of, um, of making it a little bit, first of all, it helps with stalkers. Um, and of course you have those individuals out there who are the, you know, the, the epitome of trolls who are just trying to tear everyone down by the way that your hair is, the color of your skin, your sexual orientation. Uh, but now it's going to be kind of my emoji face. Huh? Now I can make fun of my new emoji face. Exactly. But, but so I, I can understand that, you know, and, and it actually makes a lot of sense that you're seeing more and more of this, uh, maybe the, this, this movement's starting to, you know, starting to catch a little steam. And, and like I said, in certain areas, it's not like everybody and their mother's jumping on board for, I think they just call it face rig. I think it's what they, I think that's like the main one. Hmm. Yeah. But, um, but what's interesting, so going back to uh, the fact that, you know, Twitch is going to start doing this or potentially start doing this. And, you know, it's basically acting like you're an employee, but like a freelance employee uh, at the same, like I can understand, but at the same time, I think it's, it's, it is an invasion of privacy, um, but they are giving you a check. So. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. But what's really interesting? Okay, so so let me let me take this topic and maybe twist it a little bit. Let's say that you're a huge fan of this influencer, this famous person, and then you found out about maybe the not so cool stuff they've done. Do you do you boycott it? Do you kind of just like you you, you pull? Uh, I'm, I'm just going to, um, this is a stereotype. I'm not pointing at anyone. Are you going to pull the, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, I feel betrayed. I burn all your shit in my backyard type move. So here's the tricky part of this is, so something like this actually happened at our robotics world's competition two years ago mm -hmm. where there were some guys, um, so basically, we have what are called aligned selections, and basically this whole crazy strength of schedule thing that happens. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was there was a private Discord for one of these teams, and they were talking jokingly about throwing a asking another team to throw the match because that would help the ranking out basically for selection stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And it became an absolute shit show because somebody screen capped that it got out and it got completely taken out of context. Blew up on Reddit, blew up on Discord, like it was this whole bonanza. Mm -hmm. So even then, what you're saying is yes, is not to minimize yes, they absolutely are. We all know there's shady things that happen online. Yep. But there's things like that where it's also can be hard to know what's serious and what not in an online context. And that's something I saw firsthand where it totally blew out of proportion um, of what the original intent was. And I guess that's where I feel like this could lead with Twitch doing this. 
I mean, it's like, I mean, with the amount of information that happened on these discords and the amount of chatter that goes on on these servers, I mean, it's not going to take much of anything for, you know, a potential to your point, a potential controversy to brew where, you know, I was offended by something Alter Confusion said on the Discord. So I'm going to take a screenshot of that. Oh, I'm also going to edit that, by the way, because how easy is it to go back and Photoshop these things? Right. I mean, is Twitch going to be able to get the OG logs from um, Discord um, that have not been altered? Do they have that type of access? Or can I send a, a you know an altered screen cap of our private conversation that goes on here? So right, and, and that's actually that's actually a really good point. The what is there if they if if an, uh, a social entity or you know any type of entity is, is doing a background check on you or or investigating your uh, your life outside of your job or your streaming platform, is there like a cutoff to you can only see the private? Oh, sorry, the public profile. You you mm. can't basically see behind the closed gate. Uh, or do you accept any and all uh, um, audio recordings, uh, screenshots, uh, videos, all that stuff? Because let me oh, tell what, you, what, private on the Discord, huh? I mean, once you're on Discord, is it all pri- is it all considered public then? Once you're on Discord, uh, depends on the channel. Uh, there are exactly. certain, there are certain channels that are private, and there are certain channels that are public. So right, so what what's what's how do you decipher between the two? Because technically. You might have a third-party investigator who might actually be part of a closed community that you're part of. Do, are they allowed to then provide individuals with the information they have from that closed community? I mean, technically, you're allowed to do anything you want. Well, of course. I mean, if if you want to see how far people will go to try to make them look better or make someone else look bad— just look at the political ads every single time we have an election here in the oh, United God. States, because my God, I, I, I am ashamed by the amount of effort they put into, uh, taking quotes out of context. Yep. Imagine that you put that much effort into actually doing good for the people. That would be too easy. Way too easy. No, but and I guess there's a difference here. So it's like, <clears throat> let's just say in the case of like, okay, I'm in Discord, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say it comes publicly to light mm-hmm. that, you know, it's no investigation is necessary. Obvious that I was, you know, sexually harassing Charlie online. To me, that's like, okay, that's pretty cut and dry. You're no longer, you know, allowed in our service. Right. But that's a very different scenario than you on your own volition going and investigating what am I doing in my channels and chats? Like it's two very different scenarios to me. I guess that maybe that's the question of what is Twitch's thing is they, is it, if something comes to light, you know, it's like, Oh wow, this is actually a real thing. We need to figure out what's going on. That's a very different case than, than just, you know, randomly basically investigating stuff. To be honest with you, when you said that, I immediately thought of the the random drug test for like professional yes. athletes. It's like yeah. it could happen. You don't know, so be careful. I mean, don't do it. Not be careful. Don't do it. There um, could be a random Twitch mod at any time. Yeah, exactly. Ha ha ha. No, I I think that 
I mean, in in my perfect world, um, I would think I would definitely say that you're that the individual would have to get flagged. Now, here's the here's an interesting thing though. There are now stories about some of the uh, OGs, original gangsters, uh, from like the the YouTubers. Uh, there's information coming out about them now that you know. Uh, from when they started till you know like two weeks ago they look like amazing cool people but now all this you know shit about how they peer pressured people to do stupid shit and and uh you know put people in uncomfortable situations so for that let's say that an individual has basically made his mark in streaming or youtube or whatever for over 10 years and then all this shit starts coming to light how do you react you mean that happened ten years ago? No, 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 no. Let's or say let, let's let's say that this guy was. Uh, let's say this person. So I'm not you know stereotyping a guy or girl. This person um, is very popular on a streaming platform. Uh, they've been doing it for let's say ten years, and they it, to the outside observer. They look like, you know, the perfect, awesome person. Uh, they may give like donations or maybe prizes to people. They do really silly, goofy things that make people laugh and smile. But then it turns out that a bunch of the stuff they do, they pressure the individuals in the video to do stuff that they're very uncomfortable with. Uh, they may mistreat certain ethnicities or, or sexual orientations. Um, and perhaps they're, you know, they're not as squeaky clean as, as they appear to be. To you, let's say that that's been happening off and on for the past 10 years. How does that affect you, who is, or I guess was, a fan of that amazing person? Uh, it would probably definitely make me think less of them, yes. Um, I think unless it's outright basically illegal, though, I would hope that they can still have a streaming platform. I mean, I guess I kind of go to the extreme in the First Amendment part there where People should be basically allowed to say publicly what they want, um, short of obviously being illegal, and have a forum to place it. Now, of course, if Twitch bans me for it, that's also their right to do that, um, which is one of the issues that there's not a lot of alternatives to Twitch. And this entire conversation, right? Yep. And, you know, if I get banned from Twitch, it's like, where do I go? Like, that was the whole, you know, with everybody being like, oh, no, Twitter's banning everyone legitimately there's not a lot of alternatives to twitter i mean you can go to i guess instagram which is owned by facebook that ain't a whole hell of a lot better so you also have these type of situations where it's you know there's not a lot of necessary ecosystem space to go to if you are banned from these platforms and you basically do have these gatekeepers to basically permit that access it's like a new form of basically First Amendment rights, really. I mean, I know it's not obviously First Amendment because it's not the government. Right. Don't get me wrong. But you basically do have that new gatekeeper of what is allowable free speech for other people to hear. True. The, Which see, is, yeah. See, here, here's the thing that that I don't... So I, I don't want to misquote... The, I, I don't want to say the names because I, I know who these people are. They're YouTubers. Um but I don't want to like accidentally say their name wrong or something. So I'm going to leave the names out. Mm -hmm. But apparently some of like who like everyone thought was this amazing, fun, loving person has actually been like an absolute douchebag and, and 
you know, try to do things that people or, or force people to do things they're really, really uncomfortable with uh, for the laughs, um, you know, and, and saying, oh, we'll never do it again. And then, of course, doing it again, like a year and a half down the line. I mean, is that surprising? I mean, people can be douchebags. Right. But, I, but, the, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, like, I guess in a way, this is like, what do you do retroactively? Because this guy has been around. He's been making millions of dollars on, on YouTube or Twitch or whatever. Well, it can be done retroactively to him. Huh? People willingly come to his channel and pay money for whatever reason. Why should anything be done to him? True. That's true. I mean, I guess that's the way he lo- I mean, obviously Google can ban him and that's their right. But at the same time, I mean, if anything, I'd say, okay, demonetize him. Uh, They'll just but- go to a different platform. Mixer! No, or there's... Parlor? There was a... Um, I can't remember. There was There was a streamer that was actually contemplating basically just creating their own basically stream, not hosting it on YouTube or Twitch or anything, just have a dedicated stream. Like Uh, on his computer, serving it to the world? Sort of, yeah. Good luck on that one. Dude's like a multimillionaire. He was going to basically build himself a a, a farm. It wasn't like my my shitty uh, (laughs) uh, uh, desktop from 97 using Linux, Ubuntu Linux. Whoa, that's the OG, man. You can't yeah, go man. wrong. Yeah, man. No, I, uh, I mean, yeah. the, in a way, yes. Technically, if if you don't want, if you want to be your own gatekeeper, sure, do your own thing. Like, but you, of course, you know, if, if you don't use Twitch or, or Facebook or, or uh, YouTube or whatever, you know, you don't now people have to navigate to you to get your stuff. It's not like you can't hit the, uh, you're not going to be listed as, uh, what the hell, what does Facebook call it? Um, it's not preferred. It's recommended content. I mean, that's what they tried doing with parlor, parlor, parlor. Good gosh. Mm -hmm. After the election was basically create a whole new social media where any speech is free speech. Yeah. That worked. And for those kids who are listening to this uh, audio and not the video, I just rolled my eyes so bad that I had to stop and make sure they didn't fall on my head. I thought you'd be becoming the Undertaker there for a minute. Uh, You want want to talk about uh, uh, freelancers. Poor, poor wrestlers. Oh, no, they totally get the shaft. They get dicked. Yeah. Unless you're like one of the upper echelons, like a John Cena or Undertaker or them. Um, I mean, you got no medical insurance. You're basically on your own, paying for everything. It's, um, and there's actually a really interesting story where back in the, I think it was the late 80s, mm-hmm. where Jesse Ventura was going to basically unionize. to unionize. It was actually Hulk Hogan who um, snitched him out. Um, and I say snitch intentionally, snitched him out to um, Vince McMahon to basically allow Vince to basically head it off and prevent it from happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, wrestling with the WWF back then, WWF could have definitely been unionized back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely people who are who people who do TV wrestling truly do it for the love of the sport. Um, so if if anyone's out there, 
if anyone's out there who's really interested to find a little bit about like how shitty a situation this is, you need to go find, I know it's going to sound really weird, but you need to find, uh, the, um, the, the host of, uh, last week tonight, uh, John Oliver, the Englishman, he actually has an entire segment about pro wrestling. Cause he's actually a huge fan and it's, like it's basically the dark side of how shitty it is for, um, is that what it's called? Beyond the mat? No, is this that is thing? So that's a so that's a documentary from the um, 1999. Gotcha. That it doesn't portray in quite the dark light that John Oliver does, but it's another um, documentary um, that kind of takes the story of wrestling. Yeah. Let's see here. Um... I'm trying to see if I can find. I'll have to find the exact one, but basically, <laughs> apparently, Vince did not like John Oliver's uh, bit on um, wrestling. Weird, huh? Uh, yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah. Uh, no, well, Vince is also a very notorious egomaniacal maniac. Yep. Literally, like just. It's literally his way or the highway. Uh, or it creates a weird paradigm because he's the, you have to reach for the brass ring in order to make it. And I little Rick's people who, you know, reach for that brass ring and mm-hmm. let me know how it is. But then he fires people if they basically tell him off. So it's like, what the hell are you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I, you know, Zelius, I, I have to stop everything for a second because I feel like, um, like I, I missed out on an opportunity here. Zelius got to show off his sweet looking dragon con shirt and i haven't been able to share my awesome shirt off uh so i'm just going to show it off real quick for those who are watching uh you get to see it if it's audio then i'll just tell you about it but let's see if i can't get this on camera here i'm going to move my mic if you're on audio only or it means you just have to actually watch in tunis uh weekly oh dear yeah Is is that your inner dreams who you are when you go to bed Yeah, bodybuilding elmo baby there you go. Tickle me Elmo. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no. I feel like you got some um, Freudism going in there, sir. No, mm-hmm. no. Oh, so I don't know. Do we bring up um, last week? Did we bring up the death of Mario? People are still going like batshit nuts over the fact that look. Remember, we talked about there was there was. Uh, um, a year-long, exclusive, limited time, uh, a limited edition thing where it's for like the 35th year of Mario. They were doing like a, a special uh, Switch game kind of bundle, and it ended at the end of March. And mm-hmm. so, for some reason, everyone's going, "That's ah, the death of Mario!" Like, no, they just they just removed it. Have does do you understand like like commerce at all? Have you ever been into a store? They don't have the game that came out in 98 still on the fucking shelf, especially hmm. if it's a limited time edition, but, but it's digital. That still doesn't matter because it's a limited edition. So one very important note on the wrestling thing is there yes. is a new wrestling, um, company, AEW, all Elite wrestling yeah. where, the wrestlers do actually have health insurance from the ownership. 
In a uh, in in the chunk of AEW actually have Atlanta? I don't think so, actually. I want to say maybe like like one of the owners is. The major owner, it's Tony Khan, I think is the name, same owner of the Carolina Panthers. Um and apparently like the wrestlers absolutely love him. Uh Tony's son is here in Atlanta. Oh, huh. Uh, but yeah, it's basically for disgruntled WWE wrestlers. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing uh, wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, the notorious thing for wrestling is basically Vince McMahon hates self. It's ironic because he wants people to make a name for themselves, but he hates people who made a name for themselves without his help. Uh, so, like, it was actually contentious with him and. Um, the Rock, because The Rock is bigger than the, than the WWE. Same thing mm-hmm. with Batista. Um, so there's been Cena's right on the line. Yep. But I mean, so these wrestlers where it's like they don't need WWE anymore. Yeah. Um, and they can go off and do John Cena now. He Although John Cena's a WWE loyalist, that'll never change. But, um, he's, but he's now, he's done, in my mind, He's done enough to that I could see him as the actor. But actually, you know what? Even even that, I see him as just one hell of an awesome guy because the amount of Make a Wish things he's done. That is true. It's jaw dropping, amazing. Like this man, this man is da bomb. But he's a um, he's a machine of making wishes. Yeah, he's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. He's, he's there's no problem, you know. He's like there are there are people who are less fortunate out there than that I can help by, you know, doing doing my thing. Um, then let's do it. Uh, there was a movie because I have children. Uh, I watched a movie that he starred in called Playing with Fire, hmm. where he was a. Um, uh, it's not really a firefighter. It's like a forest uh, forestry. Uh, they, well, in the title, it says a crew of rugged firefighters meet their match when attempting to rescue three rambunctious kids. And you know, it's, it's it's a it's a cute kid movie uh, with lots of slapstick humor and stuff. But it was really good. Um, you know, so uh, like I said, um, The Rock, absolutely. Batista, absolutely. Cena, right on the line. Edge is always going to be that like part guy. The you know the that uh part bit uh he gets in there you i mean some people will know him as edge but most of them would be like i don't know it's some dude with long blonde hair what's the name of the movie uh for john cena playing with fire i don't know that one it's funny it's cute Mm. um it's got i mean it's got a, a couple of other awesome guys attached to it it's got keegan michael key and then john uh, I can never pronounce his name, John Legazamo, which yeah, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're curious as to what that gentleman might be famous for, he is, well, not famous, but notorious for being Luigi in the Super Mario Brothers movie. I had forgot about that part of history, very intentionally. Fine. He was the, uh, what was it like the yeah. satanic clown in Spawn? Okay. I'll take that. He Spot was on. the voice of Sid on all of the Ice Ages. You know, I don't think I've seen any of the Ice Ages. 
You know what's amazing is I'm pulling this shit out of my ass without having to look at anything because I watch a lot of kids shows. Oh, speaking of which, so la- so last week uh, I I brought up this show that I was like it's amazing and but it's for kids but I was like I actually got really into it and they got really pissed because after the f- the first season was over the second was just absolute garbage trash junk so I was like all right I'm gonna do some research I go start typing in to Google and lo and behold I am in the majority with like it's like all these parents going what the fuck happened like they're like we it, it's it's a cute little show uh you know it's like ro- uh was it robot trans Woo, it's cool like fun little uh theme song all that stuff and then every single parent that i found like comments on lying about were like i got hooked i don't know why i don't know how but the complexity of the story and, and the depth of these characters i was like holy shit and then the second season comes around and it's basically paw patrol but with trains and there was certain people that are trying to like rationalize it. Like, well, you know, during that one episode, there's like a parallel universe. And what this is, is season two is a parallel universe. Like, no, that's, that's, that's just horse poop. I'm very confused. Which, so anyways, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever get the Why chance. Horse poop, horse poop with kids. Do you, okay. I, I, I am not saying that this this brand new generation of children that are, or, or individuals that are growing up these days, uh, have, uh, okay. I'm going to just say it. Um, some of, some of, or many of the TV shows that are out there right now are absolute garbage. Get off my lawn. Um, That's how you do it. Yeah. Tell but, them how it is. No, seriously though. Uh, if you just, if you have like, I don't know. I think it's like 10 episodes. If you've got, I guess, five hours to just throw down the toilet. Um, that, no, no, you've got four, you got whatever, um, five hours of free time. Uh, then I highly recommend that you watch. Uh, it's, it's on Netflix. Uh, you watch the first season of robot trains. Do not watch the second season, but watch the first season. And you'll be like, damn, that is good. But just don't ever watch the second season. Because then you'll cry and go, but what happened? The show changed. The train went away. No, the train stayed. But when when my five-year-old is picking apart the second, (laughs) like basically from the opening credits of the second season all the way through that episode about what's wrong and what the hell is going on, you know that they've done something wrong. You got issues. Yeah. It's crazy, man. All right, so I've been asked this question a lot, and I'm going to have to ask Zelius as well. Yes. King Kong or Godzilla? I don't have an opinion either way. I never really, I don't think I've watched like any of the movies. Because I know it's been like a thing now with Godzilla versus Megalodor and I'm, I'm, I'm big explosions. Be Mega Godzilla. Or sure. Mothra, or oh, what's some of the other ones? What, well, okay, yeah. so what, what's what's your I, take I, on I, these like verse movies, right? Like I when they when they. So I don't really have an opinion, honestly. Like I think it, in order to actually convey a thoughtful opinion, I would have to at least watch one to at least give an opinion as far as yay or nay. Okay, well let's 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 go outside of the Godzilla realm, but let's just say verse movies in general, where they're basically taking 
two different franchises from the same kind of genre and they slam it together. Uh, Alien vs. Predator, Predator or um, uh, J- uh, was it Freddy vs. Jason or Jason vs. Freddy? I saw one of those and I remember it was actually entertaining. It was happy- ended up like in space. That, that was, That's Jason X. Okay. Or no, that's, that's Jason, uh, whatever. I don't know. It's Obviously, it's cash grab. They're oh, absolutely. God, yeah. Gay audiences from two different franchises to come together. Um, but I'm going to sue. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I'm not being very helpful on this topic. Well, no, I, th- I think, I mean, I think it's interesting that they would make, uh, it is an absolute money grab. Let me just repeat that like a bajillion times. Uh, I do find it interesting that there are uh, companies out there that are willing to, you know, pit, two franchises against each other, but you have to understand in, in my mind, may, maybe not in everyone's mind, but there cannot be a true victor there. Ha- it's got to, it's got to end in a stalemate because you're yes, you'll piss both, uh, fan bases off, but you won't piss one of them off to like the extreme that they'll burn down your house because you let their f- beloved franchise die to another okay. franchise. I know why I actually hate this question now. Okay. Batman versus Superman. Fuck that shit. That movie still makes me angry. Just angry. Just the sheer premise of it makes me want to... Oh, sorry. Just can't, I just can't handle it. Look, I'm going to take a step further. Basically, almost every single DC movie, I'm not touching. Uh, the exception of the rule was the... Uh, uh, the Nolan uh, trilogy for uh, Batman. Yes. Uh, the the first Wonder Woman. I haven't seen the second one, but the first I, Wonder Woman. Uh, I've never seen the Justice League or the 30 bajillion different versions of the Justice League that's out there. I've never seen um, uh, Suicide Squad because I've heard it's absolute garbage. Uh, Birds of Prey apparently was... Uh, promising, but failed to launch. I'm not even going to bring up Green Lantern. Um, you know, basically, almost every single Superman movie. Uh, what about um, Aquaman was decent. I'll give you that. Because okay. they it, Aquaman was a kind of rugged individual that was gonna, was, ain't going to take no shit. Well, the reason it worked, I think, for both that and Wonder Woman is they humanized the protagonist. Yes. Like, you look at what these... That's... I've said this in the show many times, and that's mm-hmm. what Marvel does well with their shows, is they humanize their characters. That's why when Thor and frickin' um, Endgame comes down with a hammer and the entire audience goes ballistic, because he actually had, like, a freaking character arc of being human and... I'm not literally human, obviously. Right, but, but, but you, you could feel the, 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 the character. Trials and tribulations. He just yeah. wasn't, woe is me. I'm the god of thunder. Like, he kind of had that. He had that moment when he was, became like an alcoholic. Which was awesome. Player, but there was still like levity to it. Like, yeah. there was moments where you're like, oh, that's good stuff. I mean, it got across the series. Is that something DC's always done terribly in their shows? Well, it's... The only reason Batman worked well is because you had Christopher freaking Nolan directing it. Yeah, and some and would say that that the last one was was uh, not the best send off. Um, well, first of all, if you have a character 
that is going to have something on their face, please make sure that they can be understood. Because if I have to listen to an entire movie, I'm going to shoot someone. Yeah, and uh, for the COVID mask, man. Yeah, exactly. No, um, shit, I was going to say. Yeah. You're you're absolutely right. Uh, the the way that the Marvel movies and there's and I'll say there's there's a lot of video games out there. There's a lot of movie franchises out there as well. The way that it's written, it actually makes you want to care about the character. Either you you want to love and support them, or you want to kill them. But you have like this emotion emotional reaction to an individual, and so you become invested. Uh, mm-hmm. Where in most of the DC movies, I felt like, oh yay, Woo, I'm a bad guy. Oh no, woe is me, my tragic life. I'm going to have to save the world. You're just like, okay. Yeah. So now, I will. Because you had like Justice League, which had directors change halfway through the movie mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So there have been some cases where it's maybe not the best, but yeah. And then, you know, I think, to be honest with you, I think the only, there's only two examples that immediately come to mind. Uh, for me, where I that that are Marvel movies that I'm just kind of like I don't know, and ironically, <laughs> both of them are Fantastic Four. Mm. Yep, uh, and, and one of the Spider-Mans where they're literally like, "Let's see how many villains we could put in a movie." I stopped watching the Spider-Man movies for like a couple of movies that like wasn't there somebody between like Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland? Yeah, it's uh. Garfield. I don't think I saw any of his. No, there's. Only, I think he only did one, and but he like, he was like smack talking or some, you know, like, wow, the shit, I'm gonna be Spider Man. They're like, huh, no, you're not. Um, but, you know. Although I think Kirsten Dunst is still my favorite Mary Jane. Uh, Sam Grizzle, I love 007, but even as a kid, I thought Moonraker was ridiculous. Bond and Jaws and space <laughs> writers must have ran low on ideas. Let's let's be honest. There are a lot of movies, a lot of books, a lot of TV shows where writers have no idea and they're literally just throwing shit at a wall to see what sticks. Uh, case of point, uh, I think it's like the last two or three seasons of Lost um, just went totally off the rails because like, we got nothing else. Um, I was going to say what the Fast and the Furious series has become. It's, it's speeding cars with explosions. And, you know what it is? It's the new 007, man. Mm. No, it's I like it's totally terrible, but I absolutely love it. You've gone from you know the first movie where the character almost dies trying to rob a big rig truck, yep, yep. to now there were like world globe-trotting assassins foiling plots of world destruction. Yeah. Uh, although, what is it? Hobbs versus Shaw is one of my favorite movies. Never seen it. It's so ridiculously stupid over the top. Or Statham and um, The Rock just trying up each other. And it's just, it's so dumb, but it's so glorious. That was a true big movie theater movie. Mm. And of Uh, course you had Robbie in there too. But, um, yeah, I... Okay, so... Ironically, the the movies that Marvel really have, uh, you know, basically when Mar- Marvel and Disney and all that got together and had a big ass party, 
those are almost every single one of those is solid. Uh, it's basically Marvel before that um, mm -hmm. that collab. Uh, that's the issue. You know, you've got Fantastic Four. All how many Fantastic Four movies are there? I feel like there's at least like three origin stories and maybe an extra, uh, like a sequel to one. I don't know. Um, but anyways, so those are all trash. Uh, the Daredevil one, I don't know. The Electra movie, I don't even recognize as a movie. Let's just be honest. The TV series was good, though. The Daredevil TV sh series? Yep. I enjoyed it. I actually, you know, I have to say that I'm not as impressed. Well, this was through Netflix. I don't know when, um, now that it's gone over to Marvel, uh, you know, and the Disney Plus stuff, uh, I'll have to watch more of the, the, that to really make a, a judgment. But to be honest with you, I was not 100% sold on any of the TV, the Marvel TV series on Netflix. They were good with the exception of, um, Iron Fist who I swear to God, every single fucking scene, I'm Iron Fist. I'm Iron Fist. No shit, Sherlock. Shut up. Move on. I never had it. I didn't like the actor. So I never had it. I didn't like the, I didn't like the actor. I didn't like the whole portrayal of it. Uh, I, the, the one show that I got into was Jessica Jones, but it was really weird for me because one of my favorite actors mm -hmm. and one of my favorite roles for him, he's a good guy. But in this yep. one, he is not good. But he's so good at it. I know. So it's like a, a conflicting emotions can't understand what's going on in my brain. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of speaking of uh, uh, good storylines, uh, oh, I do want to see Loki. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I watched all of One Division, which was interesting. Uh, I, I I've started. What I think I've watched the first two episodes of. I can't remember. It's Falcon and Winter Falcon Soldier. And Winter Soldier. Yeah. Have, you haven't seen any of it, have you, Zelis? Correct. I don't have Disney+. Okay. Well, let me tell... Let me. I, I'm not going to give it away, but there's an individual in that show, if you guys have watched any of the episodes, literally all you got to do is watch like the first episode and you'll know who I'm talking about. There's an in, there's a character in that show that I want to punch in the fucking face and run over... Uh, I want to run them over with a car. And maybe <laughs> their buddy as well. That, that person might also need to become a human speed bump. I can't stand them. Quite but the, the thing violence. is, I'm I'm invested, right? So it's not like a oh god, this is so terrible. You need to go. It's a I'm I'm you know I've got emotional feelings and attachments to this show. I do. De I definitely want to see the Loki uh, one. Apparently, Ouch. Marvel was um, was uh, doing some uh, some filming down in Decatur the other day. Hmm. Uh, the reason why I know that is because my sister was trying to come home from the Decatur Square and she was told that she was not able to go the route she came because they're filming. Nice. Uh, yeah. But um, what was going to say? Oh, so the, uh, one of the reasons why I bring up, you know, the really good storytelling and, you know, I said outside of, you know, it could be more than just uh, movies. It could be like video games and stuff. The The game that I've finally writing a, written a review for it, but I haven't published it yet. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Not Borderlands, but Tales from the Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands. So, I, it, this, playing that game and then playing Borderlands 3 is, like, so freaking trippy because, and, and I said this on a previous show, uh, Tales from the Borderlands is five episodes, and I think that uh, the first three and a half or four, um, take place before 
uh, Borderlands 3 storyline takes place. However, the la- at least the last episode happens after Borderlands 3. So I'm like, I know some of the secrets, but then I also don't know how you get to the reveal of that secret that I know. So are you still Vault Hunters? Yeah. No, okay. no. Uh, for for Tales of the Borderland? Yeah. No. Or Borderlands? Are you Bor- Borderlands? You are in Borderlands Three. You're you're a Vault Hunter. And uh, uh, Tales of the Borderlands, you are uh, a uh, employee. Well, you you play you basically ping pong between two characters. Uh, one of them is a um, uh, a businessman from Hyperion. Um, uh, basically, his storyline starts just as ha- uh, as the death of Handsome Jack has settled in on Hyperion, and then you have uh, the sweet, sexy, talking uh, con lady who's always looking for the next score. And as if if you've played any Tales games, you'll know that the the stories are very well crafted. Uh, every single uh, decision you make will affect the game. Mm. There, you. If a game can make me stop and truly think about what the ramifications of this choice or that choice is going to be, that's something. You know, I, I there's there's tons of games where you know you uh uh you know, the the game will you know it will basically uh meld and and mold into your personal experience, and and that's cool. But there are a lot of games out there that you don't give a shit about what choice. You're like, oh, that seems like the evil one. Okay, evil, evil, evil. I'm trying to get the 100% evil one where I, you know, I'm, I'm looking to get that unique experience, but I also want to feel the weight of the decisions I made. Did I choose the right person to die? Did I let the wrong person live? So speaking of Borderlands, uh-huh. there has been another casting for the movie. Who? Oliver Richter's as Crom. Oliver Richter's basically bodybuilder actor. He's actually in Black Widow. Uh-huh. He, he's a big hunk of muscle. That's basically what it comes down to. So they'll be perfect for him to just you know be big and bulky and look very menacing. <laughs> so I just uh, I'm trying to type uh, on the uh, on my uh, computer off to my side. So I was trying to pull up Borderlands, but I kept putting Birder, Birderlands. And it's like, nice. why is it not pulling up? I'm still very skeptical about Kevin Hart, though. That's still the one thing where I'm like... Oh, nah. man, that, that guy's... That is all man right there. Whoa. Yeah. Woo. He looks God. more like a woman than Kevin Hart does. Dude, he looks like... I mean, if they didn't already have... they've They've already got a brick, right? Uh, I don't know if they have a brick actually. Because he looks like brick. I can see that. What? He's just big and muscle. You know, I. I don't think they have a brick yet. Okay. Well, I just I'm, I'm you know I I've I'm cautiously optimistic right now uh, about the casting thus far and, and potentially where that movie could go. Um, there are definitely. Um, there definitely is the potential uh, of something of true awesomeness occurring. Now, of course, I say that every single time. 
uh, because I, I, I want to be an optimist when it comes to these crossovers from like video games to movies or books to movies. I want the best so that people understand how awesome things are. But the vast majority of the time, something gets Hollywood eyes, gets get gets kicked in the nuts a couple times, and basically by the end of it, it's a it's a hollow shell of it has nothing to do with the franchise, but we slapped the name on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Monster Hunter is one of them. Uh, I never saw I, I heard it's like, oh, yeah, but there is some stuff that's from the game. Yeah, some stuff. I heard it was actually not bad. I heard it's not bad. But but if you're looking for, and of course, you know, you everyone paints me in this light. If you're looking at it from the purest way of, of viewing things, I look, I haven't really played much Monster Hunter, so I couldn't tell you either way. But for some reason, uh, us Americans have to have an army or some kind of military force that has to go into some unknown territory to go kick some ass, be it robot, alien, uh, uh, whatever. Ah, having nothing to do with the actual game franchise. It's hunting monsters. What more do you want? But this group of army people were driving down a road when a dust storm hit and an interdimensional portal opened up. And they ended up in a world where no one knew what the fuck guns were. And they decided, you know what? Let's go local. And so they threw away their guns and picked up big ass swords that are probably twice their body weight and were able to swing them with ease. Now you're talking my language, sir. Exactly. I mean, if, if you want if you want an absolute case of point of a a movie that literally is it, it just has the name on there and maybe some references to the game franchise, I, I got to bring up the one we brought up early, and that's the uh, Super Mario Brothers the movie. Mm. That was the who I, I can never remember the actor's name. He's a phenomenal actor. He was a phenomenal actor who played Mario in that. Um. He said that was his biggest regret that he actually took that role. Or how about the Need for Speed movie? See, I don't, I didn't even, Bob Hoskins. I didn't even watch that. Or, or, uh, was it, um, uh, DOA? Didn't they have uh, a movie for that one too? Yeah, but there was, I think, fighting in it. Have you seen, has anyone seen the uh, trailer for the the new Mortal Kombat movie? It's supposed to be sick. Dead or Alive, the main blonde chick is just like, and yeah. Yep. Well, if you not have you not played like there, there's literally like um. Oh, it's Jamie Presley. There's yeah. there is a like sub nerd culture that basically focuses on DOA and and I I, I shit you not DOA's boob mechanics That's because they're all very well. Uh, 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 proportioned ladies and they've there's like uh, you know they're all in bikinis at certain games and it's all about how how the boobs react with gravity yeah uh, for those of you who are watch who are listening to this you don't see that I'm getting myself dizzy by bouncing my head up and down but seriously I, I've 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 heard really good things uh, cautiously good things about the Mortal Kombat uh, trailer. And let's be, I mean, look, first off, it has to be radar. Bingo. Big checkbox right there. Um, oh, I thought you were saying good things about the DOA movie. No, no. Mm-mm. No, I suppose. Uh, you uh, you want to talk about 
Oh, you want to talk about uh, uh, bad movies from uh, other medias. How about the Dragon Ball movie? Most Dragon Ball fans don't even recognize or that there is uh, an American movie called Dragon Ball. They, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's fake. It's yeah. fake news. Or the was Street Fighter Chun Li story or whatever the hell it's called. I heard it's pretty bad. I uh, it's terrible. At least with the Street Fighter movie, you had um, Rua or whatever the guy's name is actually acting, which was really good. Yeah, but it's kind of like bittersweet because, uh, sorry, spoiler alert, but uh, at one point, the main bad guy, who's played by uh, Royal Jules or Jules Royal, uh, whatever, um, yep. he has he has uh, basically uh, this implant that starts his heart back so he can continue to live. However... That gentleman actually died, I think, of a heart attack while filming Street Fighter. Yeah, it was like the last thing like for his kids, basically. Mm -hmm. Sad day. No, but seriously, I, there are so many terrible attempts. Um, here, here's, here's just, uh, maybe, maybe I'm just crazy, but if you keep to the source material... I think you go a long way. I could be wrong, but I think if you actually kept close to the source material, um, you you might actually have a good movie on your hands. Also, do not be afraid of putting that R rating. But then you scare away a potential part of your audience, sir. Whatever. And we can't have that. We must open it to all people. Look, let's be honest. We we are now. Because of this wonderful pandemic, we are fully into streaming mode on new and uh, recent releases. So you don't look. I, I'm I'm just being honest. You're not going to get carded at the theater for wanting to watch the Mortal Kombat movie. And there's probably a ton of people who watch the Mortal Kombat movie, but like, oh, it's rated R. I don't know. Look, you know, uh, having my. I think one of the biggest issues is. You have those individuals who grew up with Mortal Kombat. And they take their kids, who may not be uh, seventeen years old, um, and they're like, "Dude, it's gonna be awesome!" So they get, you know, they get, you know, the, the evil eye look. No, no, this movie was bad. It was World of Warcraft? Didn't they just call it Warcraft? Though? They didn't call it World of Warcraft. Yeah, no, it was called just Warcraft. But it's still pretty not good. I, I. To be honest with you, from my understanding, and I've I'm, I'm going to be I, I've not seen the movie, but I heard that they kept somewhat of the like the the they world. Actually, they actually did, I think, try to at least somewhat faithfully keep to the lore and the different like races and that kind of stuff. But I heard that it was just like bumbled. Yeah, just and really not, not interesting. Yeah, it just wasn't that good. <laughs> hey, let's let's be honest. Not all, not all uh, uh, stuff. All different, you know, video games, books, whatever, can make that easy transition or make an but easy it, transition. Now, though, I think the key to success, though, is it's now don't make video games into movies. Do what we've been seeing with the animes. Make them into like six to ten episode arcs. Mm -hmm. where you can have a concise story. I think the issue runs through probably like what up with Warcraft. Let's be honest, these movies, they are, sorry, these games have a lot of lore, right? Yes. Well, you're talking 10, 20, 30, 40 hour plus video games of lore and content and action that you're trying to- World of Warcraft, 
has like and, 200 hours of content. And give context because they yeah. do have to keep in mind people who don't understand that game. You still have to keep it viable to the non-video game audience. And the, doing a TV show gives you that chance. So I hope more video game adaptations uh, do basically the you know Netflix or whatever it is, Disney Plus or whatever it is, route to actually get to tell that story. Um, and that's like, I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot of story with, um, oh, what's the one that just came out that way? Like with Dota 2, yeah. but like Dragon's Dogma, that's something that was surprisingly good is how it did try to follow the story. Um, it didn't always necessarily follow the story, but the premise of, you know, what happened was like, oh, that's straight out of the video game. That's pretty cool. Like you what? don't get that in a movie. Right. No, and, and I think because, you know, the you we, we talked about this last week, but the the interesting thing about these Netflix shows, at least from my point of view, is that they're they're entering a an established franchise universe, lore, canon, all that stuff, but they're not necessarily going after the main character, that main storyline. They're 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 um giving you a story, a very strong uh uh, story that fits within this thing. It's not, you know, it's not like uh, we're in the the world of Azeroth, uh, and all of a sudden space Martians come in, uh, <laughs> and Godzilla. Like, no, uh, no, you know, like. Well, look at The Witcher. I mean, how successful yep. that is. Yep. So I, I mean, I'm actually surprised Blizzard hasn't tried to do more with like a television series. To be honest. With Warcraft. Or Diablo. I mean, imagine Diablo on the screen. I, mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I have a very hard time of of seeing Diablo, um, as as really anything but the video game. I, I just, first of all, I would not want to see Diablo the movie. And they can make it out of Diablo. I would not want to see a Diablo movie. Maybe a TV series, but hell no on a movie. To be honest with you, as soon as I think Diablo, a movie, I just think of like a darker version of For the Name of the King, the Jason Statham movie. Okay, that's a fair point. Well, you don't have Uwe Boll directing, so that's like going to give it Has he finally two- retired or does he still making movies? Uh, I don't know. Let me look it up. Now I'm curious. Let's oh, it looks see. like he took a hiatus from 2016 to 2020. Oh. There's he's a producer. Let's see if he's a director. Yeah, he's he hasn't directed anything since 2016. I love I love that when I pull up Ubold's uh uh Instagram thing, one of the highlighted lists is worst directors of all time. Oh, that's kind of mean. <laughs> uh, so um, uh, I, I do want to do a couple of shout outs. We're basically at the end of the show. So I just want to run, do a quick rundown here for for all y'all out there, uh, especially for the friends of the show. And it's going to be really, really quick. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I want to recognize Indie Cluster. Indie Cluster is run by Ron Jones. He's an amazing individual. Um, this is... Oh, let me actually get the blurb up here so I don't completely screw this up. Or maybe I do. Oh, there it is. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular co- 
conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. Seriously, this is a strong-ass organization. I, I cannot... Uh, th these these uh, Ron and this entire organization, their head's in the right place, their heart's in the right place, and the more spotlight that we could get on um, independent developers, the better. Uh, I'm going to do one more shout-out here, and then um, then we'll do uh, some quick stuff about Alter Confusion, and then we'll probably have to sign off. Uh, but I do want to give a shout-out about uh, Hero Chiropractic. Uh, Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero, Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. If you need more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. All right. So um, some Alter Confusion shout-outs real quick. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, for the 10th year straight, Alter Confusion will be participating in Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, and that is game. Um, to help sick and injured children at their children, their chosen children's miracle deck were hospital. As many of you already know, our ch uh, chosen hospital is always going to be Children's Healthcare Atlanta. All the money we raise through Extra Life goes directly to that hospital as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. Uh, now, if you want more information, go to extra-life.org. Uh, you can search for Alter Confusion, or you can start your own team. Or if you want to join the Alter Confusion team, by all means, uh, hit me up through any of the social media means, and uh, we will get that thing going. Um. I want to apologize real quick. I haven't been to the, the post office, but if you want to send a, uh, a package to Alter Confusion, a, a physical package, be it uh, anime, Funko Pop, weird flavor of Mountain Dew, T-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, strange magnetic cutouts of Zelius, all you got to do is mail it to 1551 Dunwoody Village. That's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y Village Parkway number, and this is... Beyond important, ladies and gentlemen, number 88276. That is the P.O. Box number. If you do not put that number there, it will not get to us and it will be returned to you. So once again, number 88276 in the city of Dunwoody. Once again, D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Georgia. Zip code is 30338. And so, finally, hmm? yes, sir. I'll say before I sign off, I have to tell you something. Okay. So I went down the rabbit hub, Uwe Bull, and you're just talking right. about like, Basically, a person enters a portal to go back in time. Well, guess what the plot of In the Name of the King, the last mission is? Uh-huh, uh-huh. A modern-day assassin wanting out is hired for one final job to kidnap the kids of a local businessman. Things go haywire, or it turns out he is chosen to return to the Middle Ages and bring back a bring back order to a kingdom in chaos. Yeah. Like... Charlie must have read about this movie before the show started. Nope, had no idea about the movie, but that's literally that's that's like Hollywoodizing uh, any type of franchise that they probably don't know about, but is popular with the kids. Um, 
One more quick uh, thing, and then we'll sign off. So, ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion has a Patreon. Patreon allows... Uh, whoop, uh, survives on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon. Patreon lets you, fans, supporters, become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and stability we need to build an even stronger career. We currently uh, still have the, the two different levels. One is a $1 a month level, which equals $12 a year, or the $5 a month, which equals $60 a year. Uh, for the sixty for the $5 a month or 60 a year, uh, you get to be added to the friends of the show. If you do the, the lower one, um, you get basically access to all the uh, patron backers only uh, communications that come out. And also, both levels will get um, early access on any of the playthroughs that are being posted. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have unfortunately reached the end of the show. But I do want to reiterate the fact that if you, between now and the next show, if you have any topics or comments or subjects or you just want to chit-chat us up, hit us up through any of our social media means. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitch. We're on Twitter, uh, Instagram. YouTube, uh, Discord, and some other My ones. Space. Huh? MySpace. MySpace. Uh, Friendface. Uh, hey. uh, you know, all those places. But anyways, uh, just, just hit us up through any of it. Or you just go to our website, www.ultraconfusion.com. Uh, all the information is there as well. Uh, we would love to start a conversation with you. Uh, Pigeon Telegram. We thought about it. But unfortunately, there's these punk rockers in London that shot all the pigeons down. So it doesn't work anymore. Actually, there's a story about some like punk rock band who like apparently on, while doing drugs decided to be funny to shoot these pigeons that were flying by. And it turned out to be racing pigeons. And each one of them was worth like five grand. Ooh. So, yeah. Can we do a show in Morse code? No, but we could do one in binary. All right. So anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout for myself, Charlie and Zelius. It's been a pleasure giving you everything come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. Mm -hmm.